Hi, my name is Nastya. My name is Kat. Welcome back to Curious Sisters podcast. And how's everybody doing? How's it going, Nastya? Maeve wants to say a few words. Oh boy. Hello, Maeve. Are you okay? <laughs> Don't encourage that. She'll be here forever. She's doing good. We're doing good. How was your week? Good. The mock doesn't want to say a couple words. He's like, I'll make an appearance later. Maeve wants to be interviewed, apparently. Always. Okay, so I have a question for you. I have, I have to ask you this one. We have to do this one. I think you know where it's going. If you were a potato, what way would you like to be cooked? <laughs> um... Maeve, you are a potato. <laughs> she, she is a little potato. She is a furry potato. Stop it. That's a good one. Um, I know that initially when we talked about this, we have already discussed it in the past. I did say mashed. Yes, guys, we talk about what kind of potatoes we want to be all the time. <laughs> Wait, so you don't want to be mashed potato anymore? Well, no, because like you said, it's nice when you're mashed because it's like a massage, but you previously have to be boiled. I don't think I'd enjoy that. So I think I would have to go with um, well, baked. I was going to say, hold on a minute. You're getting cooked, so you're getting treated by high temperatures regardless. So boiled, baked, fried, it all involves heat. I guess if you think of it, boiled would be like a hot tub. Yeah, see, exactly. Potato. Potato soup. Okay, well, I guess either mashed. I would say mashed then. Because you get to go into a hot tub and then get a massage. And then you're cooked. I agree. I'm still sticking with mashed. Well, why did you say baked? What What are the benefits of getting baked? Well, because I like baking in the sun sometimes. Feels nice. That's true. And you get a little tan. A little crusty tan. <laughs> That's a good question, though. I like it. Well, there you go, guys. If you go to a party and you don't know what to ask people and you want to be a weirdo, there's a good question. What do you mean, be a weirdo? That's the, the best thing to be. Okay, so since we started talking about Baba Yaga and other creatures, and we already talked about superstitions, we briefly talked about this topic that I'm bringing today. Uh, I wanted to talk about Damavoy, which can be spelled in two ways. It's D-O-M-O-V-O-J or V-O-Y. And it comes from the root Dom, which means house. So how would you describe what, what is a Damavoy? I would say it's a little creature that lives somewhere in your house and tries to stay unnoticed. And um, depending on the mood, I guess that he or she... Well, hold on. Take it back a step. Typically, it's a he. From the cartoons that I've seen, the fairy tales, the creature is he. But now that I'm thinking about it, why can't it not be a she? So... It's some, some sort of ornery creature that he's or she's in a good mood. It can help around the house. And if it's upset or cranky or hangry, it can cause some issues like leaving the doors open and breaking dishes and kind of a little bit of a supernatural, I guess, being. Yes. I mean, you covered a lot of very good points that I will also go over. But in the pre-Christian Slavic mythology, it's a being 
who lives in the hearth or behind the stove of a Slavic home and protects the inhabitants from harm. Have you ever thought of where it comes from? Like, how did it come into being? Does it have a mother and a father? Parents? Yeah, well, basically, yes. It says every house has a domovoy, but how do you get it? Where does it come from? Well, I was thinking this. So I heard theory that domovoy is like a soul of your house. But I honestly don't know how do you get it. You have to, like, put a bait out and lure it in? <laughs> or how does that work? <laughs> no, so there is one theory that I found in this article. It says that all peasant houses have a domovoy, which is the soul of one or all of the deceased members of the family. So this way, oh my. the domovoy is a part of ancestor worship traditions. So that kind of makes sense. So if your grandpa who passed away was cranky, it can be a cranky domovoy and part of it could be non-cranky grandpa. Interesting. True. Well, as I mentioned, the domovoy lived in the hearth or behind the stove. Usually the householders took care to not disturb the remains of a fire just to make sure their ancestors didn't fall through the grate, didn't want to lose them. <laughs> wow. And then when a family built a new house, the eldest would enter first, because the first to enter a new house was soon to die and become the Damovoy. What a prospect. Wow, a little harsh. And when the family moved from one house to another, they would rake out the fire and put the ashes into a jar and bring it with them. Um, and then say, welcome, grandfather, to the new. But if a house was abandoned, say, if it was burned to the ground, the Damovoy remained behind and it would either reject or accept the next inhabitants. To prevent the immediate death of the oldest member of the families, what they could do is they could sacrifice a goat, what? fowl or lamb. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it goes back to all those times where people were sacrificing things, right? I guess. So they could sacrifice a goat, fowl, or a lamb and bury it under the first stone or log set and go without a domovoy. But eventually someone was still gonna die, so you're still gonna get one later on. You briefly mentioned the appearance and that's interesting because in the most common appearance, the domovoy, as you mentioned, is an old man. In this case, it says it's, he's a little old man, the size of a five-year-old. So maybe like a foot tall. Yeah. I wasn't picturing him to be a necessarily old man, but yes, yeah, small for sure. Like tiny, tiny, maybe even smaller than a five-year-old. Possibly, yeah. And completely covered with hair. What? Even the palms. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> even the palms of his hands and the soles of his feet are covered with thick hair. Wait, he's a he's a tiny Chewbacca. <laughs> Pretty much. Also on his face, only the space around his eyes and the nose is bare. So yeah, I mean, he's kind of a, a little Chewbacca. Does he talk? He speak Russian? Any languages? Bilingual? Mm, I don't think so. I didn't find any articles about him speaking to anyone, but I will mention behaviors too and the things that okay. he or it could do as well. Other versions also describe the Damavoy with a wrinkled face, yellowish gray hair, white beard and glowing eyes, and he wears a red shirt with a blue belt or a blue shirt with a rose-colored belt. He switches it up. I didn't know that. Damavoy is not always a man. He or she can appear as a woman and sometimes as a pig, bird, calf, or cat. 
wow, he's a shapeshifter. It is a shapeshifter. Pretty much. Well, like you said, most commonly it is still, I think, a man. I know we talked about that being as kind of like your ancestors. And it said if there are no men in the house, then it may appear as a woman. So maybe that's where that comes from. Generally, it's not a good omen to see one because they like to hide. Damavoy only comes out at night when everybody's sleeping. So people wouldn't normally see it, but they would feel the presence in more discreet ways. So for example, if you hear some sounds like of footsteps or when things in the house are moved. Also, pets making much noise in the night are said to be playing with the Damavoy. Nah, that makes sense. That's what Maven Sweeney are doing at night. <laughs> I know, especially Sweeney playing with chords at 3 a.m. He's just playing with them avoid. Yep, they are pulling uh, tug of war, ch- pulling on those chords. Wait, so do you know what what that means if you see them avoid out and about and during the daytime? Does it mean anything? Does it mean that he got he got drunk and forgot or? He just got crazy, losing his mind? Like, why is that a bad thing if you see Domovoy? Well, it was considered a bad omen. I don't think it was anything specific. Like, it wouldn't tell you of anything that's gonna happen, but okay. you're not supposed to see it, him or it. Gotcha. I don't know, is it a he, he or it? I'm not sure where to go with this one. Very confusing. Uh, I have a hard time saying it because it's not necessarily a thing. It's a living being. But just like with cats and dogs, you can call them it. So if it can be a bird, a cat, basically a shapeshifter, it could be an it. Well, I think in my mind, it's a small man. So I'm going to continue with he. Okay. Apparently, Damavoy may even touch a person with his hand. With his furry hand. (laughs) So if you're sleeping and you feel a furry something on your face, it could be your cat. Or it could be Damavoy touching your face. Well, that's something that's a little creepy. It says... Little creepy. When you're sleeping... <laughs> I know. When you're sleeping, they may glide their hands across your face. And <laughs> if they feel warm... <laughs> this is a lot creepy. I agree. If the hands feel warm and soft, it's a sign of a good luck. <laughs> and if they're cold... <laughs> If they're cold, then it's your husband being weird. (laughs) If they're cold and bristly, misfortune is on its way. If I'm feeling somebody's hands on my face while I'm sleeping, (laughs) I'm not just laying there and trying to figure out what they feel like and what's going to happen. Something's going to happen to those hands. (laughs) Also, I'm thinking if they're bristly, (laughs) did he try and shave his hands? Dude, have you heard of waxing? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, sometimes a man may wake up to find that his beard has been plated when he was sleeping. <laughs> oh boy. Um, that is actually regarded uh, to be a, the sign of good fortune. And <laughs> the Mavoy is showing his... <laughs> this could also be a sign of a pesky intruder. I can't. Uh, basically, the Mavoy is showing his love for the family. He cares about you guys. Aw, that happens to my beard all the time. (laughs) So if Larry wakes up with a plated beard, one day you know what happened. Yep, little Chewbacca did it. Well, you may ask, what is the point of having Damavoy in the house? (laughs) 
You may. I've been asking this question ever since I found out all these great details I never knew about. What is the point? Groom your beard. Give your face massages. Are there any other reasons? Play with your cats. Play with your cats. Well, the main function of the Damavoy is to protect the family of the household, especially the children and animals. So he's kind of like a babysitter in that regard. And uh, in addition to that, the spirits were capable of protecting the house from calamities such as fires, accidents, lightning strikes, floods, and so on. So they would give warnings to the family. Start hovering their hands above their faces. If the fire starts, guys, wake up, wake up, guys. Pretty much. Um, but if you make the Damavoy angry, he can change from helpful to harmful. One way to make him angry is to keep your house not clean. Basically, if the inhabitants are lazy and disrespectful, they may displease the Damavoy. And if he's upset, he would cause trouble for the family, such as breaking objects, causing milk to go off, and even suffocating people in their beds. My, that got violent really fast. I know. He went from plating your beards to suffocating. <laughs> I don't know. Something going on with that little fella. I better go clean up my house after we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> At times, if Damavoy is bored, he may cause trouble by playing tricks on the family, such as hiding things. When things disappear for no apparent reason, it may be blamed on a Damavoy. Which brings me to our break and the word of the episode. So the word of this episode is Barabashka. Yeah, I know this one. It's a funny one. Yeah, so uh, it's Barabashka. Barabashka, which is a poltergeist. Basically like a noisy, naughty spirit that makes noises and all sorts of trouble. Also, it is known to be a nickname for an angry Damavoy. If the Damavoy gets angry, then he begins to make mischief noises, chase your cat and throw furniture at 2am steal things, and after that, people start calling him Barabashka. I like this word. I feel like it's not as scary as poltergeist. When somebody says poltergeist, I'm like, there's some chill vibe going on, like scary, spooky. Barabashka is kind of funny sounding word. It is. I was thinking, do you remember hearing about a Barabashka growing up? Yeah, I definitely heard that word before. I remember Papa referring to Barabashka sometimes. I don't really remember the context. Probably, what are you scared of in the dark? Barabashka or something? Kind of like <laughs> boogeyman, I guess, here. Like, if kids are scared of the dark, you ask them or you tell them there's no boogeyman out there. So, kind of like this. Yeah, I'm also thinking of, like, random noises or when you put something somewhere and you know it's supposed to be there and then it's not there. It may be Barabashka. Barabashka moved it. Or maybe your spouse cleaned. <laughs> maybe. Most definitely. Or maybe your cat took it. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Barabashka. Now it's making me think of the How would you use that in a sentence? Where did my wallet go? I put it here a minute ago. Barabashka must have taken it. Oh, great example. Good job. Thanks. Going back to Damavoy. To make him happy, there are multiple things you can do. The most common would be to place milk and bread near the stove, basically just to keep him not hangry. 
the Damavoy is also believed to be quite fond of tobacco. What? So he is a grandpa. Yeah, he likes some bread, some bread and milk, and his tobacco. Cigarettes? Yeah, other ways to keep the Damavoy happy include maintaining a clean house, not using a bad language, especially during meals. Some articles say that he also must be given gifts, such as small cloaks buried underneath the floor of the house, so basically to give him something to wear. Although, as I mentioned, some articles say that he already is wearing a shirt and a belt. Fancy belt. No pants. Maybe he needs some pants or something. Some pants and some socks. On March 30th of each year, the Damavoy turns malicious from dawn until midnight, and he must be bribed with food. Hmm. Why on March 30th? Do you know? I have no idea. No, it doesn't really say. Maybe they just pick the random date. And then other rules include when leaving a house for the long period of time, you should sit in silence for a moment before going away. This is a respectful way of saying goodbye to the Damavoy. And that takes us back to our episode on superstitions. Yes. So if you remember, I mentioned that when moving houses, families usually collected the ash in a jar yes. and moved. Um, I also found another version of this. When they were taking Damavoy with them, they would have to invite the Damavoy to leave with them. And in the olden days, the Damavoy would be transported using a bass shoe. What? But today, if it still exists, has been replaced with a slipper. <laughs> Cozy. Yeah, so I'm not sure. If it's either a jar or a shoe or a slipper, one of those things. Finally, there are variations on a Damavoy. In some Slavic households, different versions are found throughout the farmstead. For example, when a house spirit lives in a bathhouse, he is called a banyik, which comes from banya, I guess like a sauna. And people avoid taking baths at night because the banyik might suffocate them, especially if they haven't prayed first. What in the world with the suffocating business with these creatures? I guess they can turn mean. I don't think I've ever heard of Bandik before. That's news to me. I haven't either. And there are others as well. For example, a Russian Damovoy who lives in the yard is a Damovoy Laska, which is literally weasel Damovoy, or Dvaravoy, which is a yard dweller. So they're just kind of a bunch of gnomes. Some of them are furry living all over the place. Or maybe they're just cats that live in your house. Right, Maeve? <laughs> there she comes again. Maeve is telling the stories of um, her late night play dates with Damaboy. Also another article, well, one of the articles that I looked into said that Damaboy, some Damaboy have wives and children and the daughters are hauntingly beautiful but fatally dangerous to humans. Of course. So maybe all of those spirits are the wives and the children? I don't know. And finally, I found this very interesting. There are different variations in different cultures as well. There are multiple cultures that have that, but I wanted to talk about Northern English folklore because, well, I guess I should mention that they call this creature the hob or hob and the hob has inspired the harry potter character do you want to guess which one i forget what it's called the the um dobby the, yes. the one that gets the socks or what did he got something and he was so excited yes he was sockless creature <laughs> he got clothes and he was set free you should really read the books because 
the movies don't show so much that happens in the in the books. I was thinking about this the other day since we talked about um, books that we would take to the deserted island in one of the episodes, and I was like, maybe I should try and give it a read to one of the Harry Potter books. I'll, I'll have to ask you which one would be the best one to read in in English or Russian. If I had to read one book. Well, I mean, I feel like you have to read all of them to get the whole story. Oh, well, gee. I have to start somewhere. I still can't believe you never read them. They're just, yeah, I don't know. There's just so much more in the books. I think I just saw that recently that going back to elves, basically in the movie, they never even covered that Hermione tried to create like an organization to promote elvish rights and they totally admitted that in in the movies yeah well i'm sure they leave out some stuff anyway you are right it the hob has inspired this character dobby hobs in northern english folklore traditionally look like elves that mainly come out at night to help with the chores and they prefer to not be seen in their work. They're often a positive presence, but one thing they really hate is to be rewarded for their work. Traditionally, a hob will become offended and leave should the owner of the house try to give them a piece of clothing. Wow. Yeah, and pretty much any praise could be seen as an offense and cause them to disappear. Basically, just leave the hobs to their work and everything should be fine. They just like to work. Do they have anything to do with hobbits? I don't think so. Just a similar sounding word. Well, they're also short people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they also kind of furry. Maybe that's also where the inspiration came from, but the hobbits are definitely not like the hobby. Not like the elves. That's it. Well, that was very interesting. Thank you. I learned some very interesting things today that I never knew about, like that they're all kind of dumb boys that not only live in the house, but outside the house and in the sauna and in the yard. Very interesting. I also never thought of Damavoy as like something dangerous because growing up, I remember watching this cartoon about this cute little Damavoy. His name was Damaviona Kuzia. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, if he's happy, like he's doing all these nice things. And then if he's not, he might just, I don't know, knock your furniture over or something, but definitely not suffocate you. Yeah, definitely none of this. But again, it could have been just cleaned up for the kids' cartoon. Probably. And he was talking in the cartoon. He wasn't just um, silent or making noises. He was definitely talking. Well, thank you. Hope you guys learned something new today. And I learned something interesting this week that I wanted to share with you. Have you heard of this plant called pomato? Yes, I just saw that on the news. I've been seeing it on the news everywhere all of a sudden. Pomato, it's also referred to as potomato, topato, or tomato. So you just pick whatever it is you like it. Or if I were speaking in British English, I guess it would be pomato, potomato, <laughs> topato, tomtato. I guess you have an idea what I'm talking about. But apparently this plant exists and it's produced by grafting a tomato plant and a potato plant. They yield both potatoes and tomatoes without affecting the quality of the crop. It's just so bizarre to me. Like, why have I never seen it? I know, it's genius. Took us too long to get here. Well, apparently it's been launched in the United Kingdom in September 2013. And like I said, it's not genetically engineered. It's just 
created by grafting, putting two plants together. But these plants have been seen as a new technology to make crops more efficient. And interestingly enough, this idea was first implemented in Kenyan prison garden because mm. they didn't have enough space to grow both tomatoes and potatoes. So they combined them. That kind of connects to the question that I asked you at the beginning. So you can grow yourself a tomato and then cook it however you want it and then make ketchup out of the tomatoes. I'm just like, why do I not have this plant? I love both of these things. So do you just plant it together? No, grafting is like, so you take the bottom part, tomatoes, and then you cut the top off. And then you take the, the top part, the tomato plant, and you kind of put them together. Hmm. And the stem grows into each other and the starts feeding. The tomatoes start feeding off of the roots from the potato. We'll put a picture of it on Instagram. There's this funny picture I've been seeing everywhere online of this guy holding this plant. It looks like a huge tree. He's just so happy. He's smiling. And on top, it's the tomatoes. And on the bottom, it's the potatoes. Imagine the possibilities. From now on, we can combine different things. I definitely remember... Papa doing this to trees like you can do this to a lot of plants you can take so Papa would take if I'm not mistaken like a branch from plum tree and put it to the apple tree and the plum branch would start growing on the apple tree and the plums will taste different so you can do this too grafting is like a thing in horticulture I guess I mean I'm thinking of other things that grow in the ground we could combine there are definitely carrots and beets radishes i mean whatever your fantasy takes you just try it (laughs) you may like it something may come out of it well i'm excited maybe when we get a house i will plant uh what is it tomato 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 (laughs) tomato tomato one of those things i like tomato i'll plant a tomato in my garden when we get a house tomato would you like to try my tontados? Yes, please. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Instagram at Curious Sisters Podcast. You can email us at Curious Sisters Podcast at gmail.com with any comments or suggestions. And thank you for listening. Please stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.